0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ask the Amigos. This is a show where Aaron and I answer all of Discord's burning questions. And we kick things off with our good buddy, our pal, Christian Russel. He says, A Pawn Stars clip popped up on my YouTube. Some guy had an original Donkey Kong cabinet, expert certified as all original parts, in super condition. The guy, the expert reckoned about six to $800 for it. Would you guys say that was about right?
1: What a what a hilarious question for me, boat. Because I own an original Donkey Kong cabinet boat. I own one. Yes. Suck it, Pond Stars. Uh <clears throat> I paid $75 for this bad boy boat back in the day. Uh, I do have all the original parts, but I did upgrade the ROMs so we can play that crazy Donkey Kong 2. And I've also mm-hmm. got the high score saving gimmick in there. But I kept mm-hmm. the ROMs. Uh I would say. Uh, that was a uh, uh, an apt bargain at six to eight hundred bucks. Donkey Kong, one of the most uh, one of the most manufactured arcade machines of all time, of all the times, along with your Pac-Mans and your Galagas and whatnot. I mean, I'd put Donkey Kong in that upper level. I don't mean in terms of quality, just in terms of the amount of those things that were made. But you got to remember that Donkey Kong was born as something to replace that horrible radar scope game that flopped. And so there's tons of those kits that were converted to Donkey Kong. Mm -hmm. So you've got conversions to Donkey Kong, plus you've got the actual machines that were released exclusively for Donkey Kong. What you got there is a crap one Donkey Kong. So, you know, really today, you could probably
0: get a, a grand. If you had a really good look at Donk, what not you think, about If you had a real nice one, I I think that this I think that this price is right on in today's marketplace. If you've got if it's in super condition, it's I mean I, I it might be like you said it might be a little bit low, but I would think somewhere closer to eight hundred dollars you, yeah, you could get if everything really looked mint.
1: Now there are some versions Donk, and these are of course the the radar Scopelets, which are your early versions. They'll mm. have uh, different colors. Different colored marquee. And you've also got your, I believe they had a, I, I don't, did they have a cabaret of Donkey Kong? I'm not 100% sure about that, but I know they had a cocktail uh, mm. that, will, that fetches a, a decent price. But again, the Donkey Kong is a good game to collect because it's popular and it's um, available. So right. I would say six, 800 bucks. I've seen a lot of crazy prices on that show. That's not the worst.
0: Yeah. Chris Folds. He says, what are your thoughts on the modern phenomenon of infobesity, which is basically an overload of information in this modern age?
1: You want to take you want to start off on this one, Boat?
0: Yeah, I think it's easy to get overwhelmed with information. You know, we live in a society where all you have to do is open up a web browser and you can either read nothing but horrible news or read nothing but things that you agree with or read nothing but things that you disagree with. Uh, All you have to do is find the right source. And so uh, I think that everybody owes it to themselves to stop typing loudly and clicking on their very clicky keyboard. (laughs) I muted myself,
1: Smarty. But go ahead. No, you didn't, because I hear you. Yeah, you're on Skype, you knucklehead. I muted the actual feed. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Bam, there it is. But getting back to what you're saying, listen, information overload, that's a thing, man. You know, I've noticed over the years that everyone knows everything. It's not a bad thing, but it's a troubling thing. We know if there's a fire that destroyed a warehouse in Tanzania. We know if there's a flood in Guadalajara. We know everything. And when you get that sort of mass information, it can sort of bring you down. We didn't have this trouble back in the 70s because no one knew what was going on. You knew what was going on in your town. You knew a little bit about what was going on in the nation, but you had no idea what was going on in Antarctica or Australia, you know, or or Taiwan, you had no idea. So, or the politics of this, or the or the or the environmental repercussions of that, you had no idea. We are uh, continuously bombarded with information, and it can absolutely get to you. And so, you've got to make determinations on how much of that you want to to take in. Maybe you want to take a little separation for a while, and not even watch the news or go to the areas of the web they're going to give you this information maybe to, maybe it's a good separation on the flip side having this information can make you a better citizen of the world because when you look at all the things that go on in the planet you know we're all on the same big chunk of rock hurtling through space so there should be some interconnection informationally we need to know what's going on in Tanzania or Taiwan or New Zealand because we're part of the issue that's happening down there. Maybe, maybe it's a weather thing. Maybe there's a, uh, maybe there's a manufacturing thing that we're exploiting someone somewhere else. So it's a mixed bag. All this information, but at the end of the day, I'd rather have access to the information than not have access to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You just got to you got you got to take it in in moderation.
1: That's right. Also, booze, I would say, and is booze. also good. Yeah.
0: Mitsyama asks, what are your top three animated TV shows? Oh. <laughs> 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 Jeez, that's whew, because that, that
1: covers a lot of ground, Boat. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'm going to reel some off here, okay? So, because animated shows, I mean, that's every animated show, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with the old standard. You can't go wrong with the Looney Tunes. Those things were funny. They were clever. You had Mel Blanc and there doing all the voices. You had all the you know all the great artists that put those together all over those years. A, a tremendous uh, uh, body of work uh, for those Warner Brothers cartoons. I'm also going to go, and this is pretty generic, Bo, but I'm going to go with it because I thought it was great, was the Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Just a yeah. tremendous, uh, a brilliant collaboration of, of geniuses to put these things together. The only really great thing to come out of those original Batman films, which I wasn't real fond of, was the Animated Series, where they took just enough out of those to to compile this series, they use that as the backbone uh, uh, the world, the backbone to, to make this brilliant series well-written. They improved on the comics in almost every way. They brought back characters that were basically forgotten in the comic books, mm-hmm. including uh, uh, characters like Dr. Strange, for example. And I don't mean, I mean, Dr. Hugo Strange, not Dr. Strange from Marvel. Uh, and they created characters like Harley Quinn that became big time players. She didn't exist before that show was uh, on, was uh, on television. Just a great show. The third pick, and we're talking, I mean, because I could go back to the original Tom and Jerry cartoons uh, or the Tex Avery stuff. It's all great. I love all that stuff. In fact, I probably would say, if I'm going to pick a third thing, it would probably be something from the Tex Avery era. It's hard to pin down a company on that. But, like, your classic Tom and Jerry's, your Droopies, those cartoons... They were beautifully animated, but they were clever. You had to be clever when you were using those sort of that sort of relationship with Tom and Jerry or Droopy, all those characters. I love those, so I guess I would go for third. I would go with the Tex Avery stuff uh, uh, overall. But I mean, you could put a lot of stuff in there. You know, I love the gargoyles. I love the Exo Squad. Those are both great. I love Superman. The animated Supermans, the Justice Leagues, which those are all sort of spawned from the original Batman. What what are you what are your thoughts on the on that uh, particular subject, Boat?
0: Um, it's really hard because you've got all of these different eras and they almost don't seem like they could be compared with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like my favorite cartoon growing up was probably Hey Arnold. You ever watch Hey Arnold before? Is that on Nickelodeon? It was on Nickelodeon. No. Okay. So that's probably my favorite. Uh, I really, really like Homestar Runner, which was an internet cartoon series. Um, I will agree with you Batman the animated series just I don't think there's ever been a show that's aired on regular TV that's been an animated show that's had that degree of quality and that degree of maturity um because it was a you know it was a superhero show but if you watch it I mean it could have been a primetime drama I mean there was nothing kiddie about Batman the It animated
1: debuted series. in primetime by the yeah, way Yeah it did but it, yeah. but it yeah,
0: I mean it regularly aired you know after school Absolutely I I believe that um, when it comes to, uh, like anime stuff, uh, I'm a big fan of Samurai Champloo. Yeah. I didn't I even did... think about that. I do. I'm you're right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I like Cowboy Bebop. Um, my favorite is a little known series, uh, called run with the wind, which is like a, an eight part mini series, um, But uh, but again, I'm not a huge fan of the older stuff like you are. Um, I mean, I'll watch it, but it's not. I think it's because I didn't really grow up watching a ton of it, because when I was coming of age, there was like this new crop of cartoons, like the stuff that you grew up with was still around. But that was my old stuff. So stuff like Justice League and stuff like that, to me, that was like old stuff. And then the new stuff. Was all the Nickelodeon cartoons and stuff like, and the Disney Afternoon stuff like Tailspin and all that stuff. So, um, but it's all good. I like cartoons a lot. You know, there's it's hard to have a bad cartoon. Even the even the poorly animated Hanna Barbera cartoons are still kind of fun. So. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, and I draw. It's funny. I draw a distinct line between anime and cartoons, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. When they asked that question. I didn't even think about anime, because you're right. Listen, the the Japanese art form has to be acknowledged for its brilliance. You know, I got into anime early in my college days. Really, the first thing I ever saw was Speed Racer and Star Blazers. Those are the first things I ever saw. But, I mean, I really got into it uh, in my college days. And then later on, as my uh, tastes were a little more mature, you're right. Cowboy Bebop and uh, uh, stuff like Samurai Champloo. Uh, and uh, Ghost in the Shell, Standalone Complex, uh, were just brilliant, uh, brilliant shows. So those guys have to be dodged. But I really put those in sort of, a... and really, there you could compare those shows to the Batman: The Animated Series and get away with it. But mm-hmm. comparing those shows to stuff like the Flintstones or uh, or the Looney Tunes, I mean, that's a that's a whole different level of, I mean, it's more adult, you know, but in each one, that's not necessarily better, but they're totally different. That's one of the problems that anime's had in the States. It's not so much now as it was when I was a kid, but this was a huge controversy is that everyone assumed that everything that was animated was for kids. Mm -hmm. And clearly, if you saw stuff like Akira or Legend of the Overfiend, this stuff was not for children. You wouldn't want to get your kids anywhere near this stuff. They'd go crazy, you know? So there's, there's a more adult films versus stuff like tex avery the flintstones uh and there's are two separate genres of of the same sort of animation media but yeah i love all that stuff you picked some real good stuff
0: there but well done lobsterminator asks what are some artists or bands that are mainly known for a few big hits that have less known back catalogs that have great lesser known back catalogs you're the master of this what do you got um, the first one that comes to mind is "Fountains of Wayne." Uh, do you remember that song, Stacy's Mom? Yeah, cool video. Okay, that too. song, that song. I hate that song. Oh. I hate it. I think it's. I. Th- I just think it's a dumb song. Their lead singer passed away recently, didn't he? Oh, I. I to be honest with you, I don't know. I, I hope not. But I've been a Fountains of Wayne fan since way, way back. And I was glad that they got famous, kind of, you know. But their back catalog is great. Much better than that song. Another band that comes to mind, They Might Be Giants. Everybody knows Particle Man and Istanbul and those kinds of songs. But They Might Be Giants, awesome, awesome back catalog. How about you, man?
1: They had a lot of interesting stuff, uh, They Might Be Giants. I'm going to go with, you know... For you to for you to get into a back catalog and know it well enough to say like this is the band you have to have been a fan of that band regardless of whether they did well or not right because yeah. if if they had done well and you'd heard them you probably would not know about their back catalog uh, the ones that come to mind instantly were uh, are uh, the Indigo Girls which really only had one hit uh, mm-hmm. which was uh, Closer to Fine. They are a tremendous live performers. They've done a lot of great stuff. And so I like the Indigo Girls. I've always been a fan of theirs from way back. Now, I don't like everything they've ever done, but I like a lot of their stuff. And a lot of their back catalogs really good. They come to mind right away. This is a weird one here, Boat. But another band that surprisingly has a lot of good stuff on their albums is Men Without Hats. Mm. Uh, everyone knows the safety dance, but mm-hmm. they had a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, back in the day, that I enjoyed, that mm-hmm. I, it's fun to go back and listen to. So I would put those two right there at the top. You know, there's probably others that come that, that but you know, I'm cool. I have graduated from the land of the people that just listen to whole albums. Like those mm-hmm. days are over for me. Right. They weren't always, I mean, there was a time where I listened to whole albums and just loved what they were doing. But now mm-hmm. I just, I'm your classic, like, whatever they've got on one we just list right. the various radio stations that list of what they've got so yeah. uh you know I, I there was a time where I could name more but that's all I got right I think head. those
0: are I think those are solid answers yeah next up Paul aka hermsky asks have you ever been in a car accident or had a near miss yes both uh I have been um uh, let's
1: see I was in a car accident with my buddy Rich and his dad where they we got uh hit from the side uh and it wasn't too bad. I've also been involved in an accident where my i was driving barefoot mm. uh my foot slipped off if this is a i don't know if i've ever told this boat i was my parents were going out of town and so this was gonna be my first high school home party mm. you know I was very excited. I was coming home from school from n e c when I was going to uh school there, and I was at the old uh you know the farm the farm supply place there right down like you're heading towards Cologne. You know the one yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there stopped, waiting to pull out because I just dropped off Rich at his house. And I was turning around, and I was driving barefoot because that's what we do up here, and it was real hot. I had no air conditioner. My foot was real sweaty. It slipped off the gas or the brake, punched the gas, and I popped out into traffic and popped oh. the bumper off a Mercedes.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yes, I was... <laughs> And so my parents were leaving that night. And so I had to come home and tell them. And I trust me, I waited and waited. And I said, listen, I'd already made the party plans. People were coming. Mm -hmm. And I I said, listen, by the way, you may hear something about me (laughs) popping the bumper off this Mercedes. And I was I will say I stood up. I said, listen, it was my fault. I told them what happened. They were not happy. Mm -hmm. And so they canceled their trip. The problem oh. is, I already had people coming over, and this is before the age of cell phones. So people all evening just kept showing up <laughs> at the house. I'd be like, "Get out of here!" You know, try to.
0: <laughs> so that happened. Did so anybody I... have like two six packs be like, yeah! "Yes, they, out of their car. they would
1: come out of the car screaming, party? <laughs> no party, no party, go, go, go!" But that happened. Yeah, so I have mm. popped the bumper for Mercedes, Bud. Um, what about you?
0: You know, I I just turned forty last oh. week. I have never been in a car accident. Oh, knock man, on knock
1: on wood.
0: Uh, I've had one. Pro- well, no, I take it back. When I was coming back from Mud Mountain, I forgot about this. I had a uh, I had a car uh, sort of minorly sideswipe me on the interstate. Yeah. Uh, like it was one of those things where he passed me too close and he just kind of grazed the side of the car. And it was cool. This was a totally West Virginia thing. Where like I pulled over, he pulled over behind me and he's like, Man, just just get an estimate, tell me how much it is. Here's my number, and we won't involve insurance. And so I got an estimate, called him up. He met me at the McDonald's, he wrote me a check, and that was that. <laughs> yeah, so
1: that is t- you know, yeah. that's happened to me. I was on my way to Marshall, I got reading by some chicks, you know, and I just looked at the damage and the bumper was a little bit dented. I was like, mm-hmm. eh, just go on. That, that, so I've done that. And then also, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, you get into all sorts of scrapes and stuff that you... I I People are lucky if they hit me because I don't really care about my car. Mm-hmm. And so if it's not that bad, if the car still works, I'm like, eh. So I've gotten yeah. sideswiped and rear-ended. When we went to uh, see Pat in Houston, we rented a Jeep Commander, okay? This was an awesome Jeep. And the second we got to Houston downtown, we read a red light and this chick was putting on makeup, but she slammed into our rear end of this jeep. Mm. Right? We looked out. We looked at the jeep, and the jeep looked like it had never been touched. It's the Jeep <laughs> freaking Commander. It's not That's a right. regular Jeep. It's the Commander. <laughs> and so this chick with her makeup like she had a lipstick, that she went like. Brew. It looks like last of the Mohicans. She. We looked at her, and we were like. Eh, and she just took off. She didn't even stop to get insurance. It's the way they do it, you know, in Houston, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. You're going to get in these little scrapes as long mm-hmm. as no one's brutalized. I don't feel yeah. like it's that big a deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I, yeah, I mean that like the child was saying, the guy could have gave me a fake number. It could have been anything, yeah. but you know, most people uh, are honest when it, most cut, people are honest. Yeah. Yeah. All right. At least most people in West by God. Um, so, uh, Paul has another f- follow-up question. He oh, says, man. "Was there a game when you were a child that you could never get on or get anywhere with that you went back to recently with a lot more success, changing your impressions?" You want to tackle that one? Uh, I already know what you're going to say if you because an- you've answered a similar question. I'm interested. In my mind, I've got I've I've guessed your number, but uh, what I'm going to say is um, Hudson's Adventure Island, aka Wonder Boy. When I was a kid, I didn't realize that you needed to eat fruit to survive. I thought it was just like Mario, where you bebop to the levels, and I would die for no reason. And so, and I got so frustrated with the game. I like the game, but uh, when I went back to it on the Everdrive a couple months ago, I realized that you needed to eat fruit to survive, and I got a lot farther, and I had a a good time with it. So,
1: you know, really, I don't know what you had in in your mind for me because I don't. Nothing jumps, nothing leaps to my
0: dragster.
1: Yes, well, it's sad that you have to answer for me, but you're right. <laughs> that would be that would definitely qualify. And and you know, I think in in the back of my head somewhere, I vaguely recall figuring it out back in the day. But I remember when we did that ARG. That was what the was that the second one we that was did number two. Yeah, I remember because the guy that had the world championship had just been stripped. That was what <laughs> right. was amazing about it. Of all the weeks, and, and and you're right. That's the kind of I love games where like. You sit down with a joystick to play the game and you start the game and the game unfurls and you just sit there like what the hell just happened? Mm -hmm. That's dragster. And it's amazing. How many cartridges did they sell? (laughs) Can you imagine people coming home to think they're gonna drive a dragster? And they're just like, What the hell is this? We got no idea. Uh, But yes, dragster, that's an excellent thank you, boat, for remembering for me. I agree with you. Yes.
0: (laughs) Mitsuyama asks. You're being sent back in time to 1800s America, and you're never coming back. It's a one-way trip. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, where's this going? Jeez. (laughs) You can take one object from the modern world with you to help you survive or to barter with or whatever. Something you can hold. What do you bring and why? I mean,
1: you're not going to barter with Jack. All right, because, you know, listen, first of all, you know as well as I do that if we went back in time, whatever cool thing we took would be instantly taken from us by someone bigger and meaner. Okay, so if I've got time to think, okay, what am I going to do to not get murdered? Okay. Because, I mean, my first instinct is to take like a laptop or something, but I mean, what are you going to plug it into? You know, any electronic device is going to run out of jack pretty Mm. quick, right? So you could throw that out. So it's got to either be something that you could recharge from a, uh, from the sun, you know. And, ha- and you have to take that with you. And I don't think I have anything that'll do that. I doubt you do. You know that you no. want to take with you. I don't you. in solar
0: power. It's a myth. So-
1: <laughs> okay, fair enough. So you'd have to take something. I'm sitting here thinking it would probably be something like a taser or something. Something you could, I mean, it had to be something like super viable. This is the 1800s. You got so to knock your You, you, you want a,
0: you know, a solar powered taser. Or they a prod
1: or something like that where you could, what would you take? I mean, it's real well, tough.
0: Actually, I thought of two things and the chat immediately thought of them at the same time. All right. So I'm not stealing your answer, chat, but I did think the first thing I thought was medicine, like, like penicillin. Because if you're going for the rest of your life, you're going to get sick, and you're going to need antibiotics. Okay?
1: That's not going to the be taken se- when Cowboy Joe talks up and wants to beat the tar out of you. Then you, the s- you, I got penicillin. Thing- like, I don't care.
0: The second thing I'd take is the biggest cl- lump of gold that I can find. Because people understand gold in the 1800s. Then you live like a king. I just thought of something. Okay, man. I would take the biggest
1: block of heroin I could find.
0: Oh, that's a good... Yeah, you could start the drug trade. Start you could it off right.
1: be the number one and you have to hide it instantly. Like, right. bury it somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. And You'll you, balloon, and... balloon down the gullet.
1: Now, the problem is that I have to study how heroin works, because despite the West Virginia's uh, unfortunate <laughs> the reputation, world. I don't know how to do heroin. Like, I don't know what you do. <laughs> Clearly, you don't just lick the rock. You know? <laughs> I mean, maybe that works. I don't know. You know, so I have to do some research, but it, hair, or maybe a big thing of cocaine, something big wad of drug, mm-hmm. and then take that back. You you when you said take pit and I was like, listen, that that's no good. But if you took something you could <laughs> sell, because hey, listen, euphoric antics are going to work everywhere, right? That's true. Even back they then. they know
0: no time. They know you no know.
1: Did you've never watched Deadwood? But no, one gosh, there's no. a guy, the guy that owns the bar, and he's a big wheel in town. it this guy named Al Swearingen, and anytime someone does him a favor, he goes. Give him a ball of dope. That's what he says. Give him a ball of dope. So I would be that guy. I would be like, listen, I need that house and that horse and maybe that chick. And say, give him a ball of dope. And and you give it to him. Yeah, that's how you would do it.
0: Mm. So dope. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Um, Pixels of Dawn asks, he says, what sport do you know next to nothing about but would like to learn if you had the time? I got this one. All right.
1: All right. I watched the, uh, um, you know, right when I got the TV, I'm looking through the channels, and there's a, there's a show talking about um, all these different houses. It's one of those deals where these rich people in England go out and try to find their dream house. Okay, okay. buckets of cash, right? Yeah, and they go to this thing, and it's like that. You've got, uh, uh, well, I'm trying to think exactly what they called this, but basically, it's a it's a weird form of like. Uh, I don't think it's like soccer or something that no one plays. Oh, it's tennis. It's
0: called real. Are you talking about real no. Tennis, right?
1: no, no, real tennis, real tennis. Yeah. real tennis. And there's only like six courts in all of England that have it. All right. That's what I would want to be the master of because it looks like something that me and you would come up with after a, a binge. <laughs> it's like you hit the ball here and it goes into a net. If you hit the ball over here, it rings a bell. And this is a, <laughs> this is a shoot. It rings a bell and you get a score. And it's played indoors, so it'd be nice and did cool. Did you ever?
0: Did you ever make up games like that? Like when you're just hanging out with your friends and like the living room or the basement, you're like, okay, I'm gonna take this wadded up sock, and if it if it ricochets off the ceiling <laughs> and then hits the table, that's two points.
1: We used to play. We had a frisbee, and and I had these two trees that grew next to each other. So when we were loading up Atari games at my buddy's house, it took so long to load them off cassette. We would go out back and play Discs of Tron, and the goal was to take the to take the frisbee, and you had to throw it between these two trees. While another sucker had another frisbee trying to block it. That was the game. That's awesome. <laughs> was, was like, yeah, that, that yes, I do have some experience in that. Yes. What uh, about you? Me,
0: I would I would like to learn um, probably go. I think go would be a noble a noble game to learn. It's not really a sport. No, it's, it's not a, a sport.
1: Can you name a sport?
0: Well, I'm I'm I sort of mastered most of the sports. I mean, you
1: have not? What? <laughs> Pick any um, sport. What about cricket? What about oh wait, what about darts? Yeah. I love darts.
0: Yeah. I would probably I would probably spend some time mastering the sport
1: you and darts. Jackie Wilson could get together. Yeah. And throw darts.
0: Yeah. That'd be a dream,
1: wouldn't it? And darts, second up. place cricket. Yeah. You know, in all honesty, bar type games, like the pub games that we see from back in the me and you would be all over that. Oh, yeah. We're tubbies, you know, when I dupus types. We would like to drink. It'd be perfect for us.
0: When I had COVID and I was on death's door, when I felt like yeah. I was on death's door, yeah. regardless if I was or if I wasn't. That was literally the only thing. I would put those on the Yorkshire pub games, and I would the, watch six or seven of those every night. That's the night.
1: best thing I ever saw. Yeah. And it would be yeah. like, let's go over to Jackie. He's covering the tabletop plumper nickel. It's like, what the hell? And it'd be a guy that he's the master of plumper nickel. where did this guy learn that? I don't know. You know, but I love that. Those are great. Yeah. We yeah, need those in the States. That would be yeah. awesome
0: uh dave velociraptor asks when you're in a hot location is it important to wear a hat to avoid getting heat exhaustion <laughs> you want to cover this with boat <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you i you can wear a hat and get heat exhaustion i can tell you that what Were you, you should not one? do what you should not do is come back from a hike and sit down to an outdoor lunch of sushi and ranch dressing <laughs> And then wash it down with some beer and ice cream. You're an idiot, And then boat? lay in the sun for two and a half hours.
1: <laughs> what, what in God's name were you thinking, Boat? I boat don't know. Had, boat I was recently out of my had heat exhaustion, in case you're wondering what we're talking about. And that's what he did in Arizona <laughs> on one of the hottest days of the year. Yeah.
0: It was 116. <laughs> what was made like, you well- think that having raw fish was a good <laughs> idea? <laughs> that was, yeah. Well, we were at the grocery store, and I was uh-huh. like, "Boy, we're on vacation. I should have something special, something I don't normally eat." Uh-huh. And I figured, what could go wrong with grocery store sushi? It's, pro- it's probably the best. <laughs> and then I got some olives and some ranch dressing. Uh-huh. Some olives were in
1: there. Yeah, you. Yeah. Did at any point you did never once thought that this might be a bad idea?
0: Well, yes. I'll tell you at what point it did when I felt like I was starting to get ready to die. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you on that, Boat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so quite- don't do that. That's that's Boat's tips to avoid getting heat exhaustion. Don't do any of that.
1: Also, just stay out of the heat. That's another thing. Go lay in the sun. It was 114, for God's sakes. Just
0: avoid Arizona. Avoid yeah. Arizona. Yes. Yes, I agree. All right. Explorer asks, this is a question for me. Did you play short a short hike any further after the stream you did? What were your thoughts on the game? Explorer, yes. I completed uh, a short hike after that stream, and it was one of the my the best games I've played in years. Uh, if you don't know what a short hike is, it's a very uh, sort of calming game where you're basically just you walk around an island and you find feathers and you talk to the various NPCs. It's sort of like Animal Crossing, but it does have a linear story that you can beat. Uh, there's there's secrets you can find, and it looks like it's got the aesthetic of an early PS1 3D title. It's weird that we've gotten to the point now in the retro scene where people are starting to emulate that as like a throwback look, but that's what it does.
1: Because that's so, horrible.
0: That yeah, looks
1: horrible. It looks like, but
0: yeah, this it, game
1: sounds like an incredibly dull, but <laughs>
0: You don't well, collecting
1: feathers? Do you get
0: to yeah. fly
1: or anything?
0: Yeah, so you are you're 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 a, a, a lady owl, or you're like a lady bird, and you're you're collecting feathers, I think, so you can fly. Yeah, you're, you're just trying to get to the top of the mountain, I think. I can't really remember what the end game is in a short hike, but you learned something about yourself.
1: Clearly it left a depression on you, which you just played it a couple weeks ago. You don't remember anything about it.
0: This has been two years ago.
1: Oh, I this see. This has been two
0: years ago. So, listen, um, but yes, no. I highly recommend a short hike. And according to Chris Folds, the makers of a short hike are uh, making a new game, and it's going to be awesome. So, the
1: makers of a short hike are clearly on Quaaludes, Boat. let me let me, <laughs> if I may, offer a counter game to this. What you do is you load up Walker, okay, on the Amiga. You grab your mouse and you gun suckers down. Now that's a game. <laughs> There's no feather collected or going to the top of the mountain. You gun down suckers. That's the game. Carry on.
0: All right. Jonah says, you know how blood clots and cuts and wounds automatically heal? Well, I just had a business idea. You guys want in? Let's manufacture a natural and organic substance that achieves the exact same clotting effect and stick it in a tube and sell it. People can just apply it to heal all sorts of ailments, cuts, and injuries. What do you think, is, Aaron? Is
1: this some sort of spam message? <laughs> what is the question? Do I want it? No. Do you
0: want it? I'm going to no. make a
1: weird drug with one of our weird discord. Who wrote this?
0: <laughs> that was Jonah, a.k.a. Jonah. Stick to the magazine, Jonah. Simulants waters.
1: He's taking his own gimmick too far. He's making simulants. No, no. We're not gonna make. Do you want boat to manufacture your clotting mechanism? He can't even eat food. He just almost died in the sun. No, no.
0: Paul, aka Hermsky asks, Is there a game that you loved and were impressed with during your youth that later in life thought, nah, what was I thinking? Got anything on that one? A lot of games, really, if I'm being honest with myself. A lot of the games that I played when I was a kid and I thought ruled, I go back to, and it's 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 hard to go back. One of the games is NES Play Action Football. Um, I played that for years when I was a kid. And now, man, it runs so slow, and it's so ponderous. Uh, that's that's definitely one of them. Um you got anything off the top of your head? You
1: know, here one of the one of the downfalls of being a hideous, uh, filthy, rotten, stinking pirate is I never really played anything that much because I had all the world was my oyster, mm. and so there was no game that I fell in love with. And I look back now, I'm like man, that game is not nearly as good. I will say, when we covered NeuroMancer in the uh, uh, on the Amigos, I thought to myself, man. As much as I love this game, it is hideously ugly. It is an ugly game with horrible sound, and mm. they made minimal effort to port that to the Amiga. And I was so that one comes to mind instantly. Another I one think, I played a lot good. was Doc, was Larry Bird versus Doctor J, and I like that game. It's another one though. It is one weird looking game, and I thought to myself, I played a lot, I played this a lot, and these two weird noodle armed freaks. <laughs> that were playing basketball. I mean, they don't look anything like Larry Bird, Doctor J. But I mean, I played a lot of it. But man, that's the funny the thing is, is like when
0: you when you read the docs on that game, they're like, we analyze these players. We copied oh. their moves.
1: <laughs> that was a selling point back in the day. Yeah, it's like you analyze their players. Are they the? Are they olive oil? Are they the weakest? <laughs> their arms are are wafer thin. Could you not give them two pixels of arms? <laughs>
0: um wh- okay I, uh, there's a couple more that i thought of uh atari 2600 pac-man when i was a kid i thought that game ruled oh that was, was the
1: laughing stock of video games when it came. and down. i was
0: disappointed when i got the atari 8-bit version even though it is a better version because it didn't have the cool sound effects that i like exactly uh also atari 2600 defender I really liked when I was a kid. Yeah, it's that, pretty good port, I thought. Yeah, but it's it's sort of a, it's it's sort of a flicker fest. Um What is it on the Atari? What do you that's want? That's true. That's true, that's true. All right, uh let's see. Batman asks, what's your favorite Dennis Wheatley novel?
1: I'll let you take this one.
0: Boy, how to choose. I like them all. <laughs> Listen, I don't know who
1: that is. I'll be honest with you. But who is Dennis Wheatley? I don't I don't know either. I'm gonna look him up either. right now. So you've never heard of this guy. No. Let's see. I mean the thing is he might have wrote some awesome stuff. Wheatley. Uh, that's close enough. Let's see what he wrote here. Yeah, hey, I spelled it right, Boat. I got that going for me. Uh he wrote a lot of occult stuff. That's not too bad. Uh he wrote uh let's see here The Forbidden Territory The Devil mm. Rides Out that's a occult romance
0: <laughs>
1: I kind of want to read that now listen I don't know who this is but it, this I, I mean obviously it's my kind of guy he looks awesome he's your it's classic like... old British white guy in a suit with a bunch of medals pinned to him so he wants a bunch of he won a bunch of awards hmm. for something and he's standing in front of a bookcase and he's looking at you like you're an idiot so that's my guy he... I, I like that
0: Maybe he's like a H.P. Lovecraft meets the Harlequin Romance series. Oh
1: man, I like it. Girl <laughs> meets freak. Yeah, you
0: know, apparently in the chat, he's very well known across the pond.
1: I've heard the Devil rides out, but that's the only thing I've heard of amongst this amongst his works here.
0: Uh, Flack says, "What genre do you never plan on revisiting? Text adventures, point and click games, something else? Yeah, all those." <laughs> 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 Those are good choices,
1: Black. Text Adventures, listen, I was not keen on these back when they were prevalent. And I'm still not keen on them. I don't have the imagination, I guess, or the patience. RPGs, eh, maybe in a mixed bag, depending on which one you got. Uh, I'll tell you, the, uh, uh, the the real complicated stuff, real complicated, uh, like flight sims and stuff. Okay, let's break it down. I like stuff for dumb guys. I don't want a lot of controls. I don't want a lot of stuff to memorize. I like to keep it simple. That's here's my answer.
0: I, I will. I will say any genre that requires you to make your own map. I will never revisit. <laughs> You're out. That's it. I'm out. I'm out. Um, you can leave the graph <laughs> paper at home. Yeah. Uh, but however, that. this is this this whole question is a lie because we're gonna. I'm sure we're gonna revisit tons of all these games in the future because of the very nature of our work, which is. Doing a podcast. The
1: thing is, when when violently forced to play these games, <laughs> I do occasionally enjoy them. That's the one thing about our show that I like. Like, I would never play for a Bill's Tomato game. So like, I would not go play that. But mm-hmm. when someone violently forces me to play it, well, heck, I kind of enjoyed that. I go back to it occasionally. So that's yeah. a good thing.
0: Both. Uh Barkbit asks, how often do you throw away something that you've kept for ages, uh, thinking I'll never need this? only to need it the next week. Well, if I may, I never I
1: I can think of maybe three times in my life I've thrown stuff away. <laughs> it was when when I moved to Kentucky, when I moved from Kentucky, and when I got rid of the old ar- the old building out here to get rid of the, rid of mm-hmm. the arcade mm-hmm. and I threw away stuff that I have kept forever. One of the things I threw away was an AE uh, DWE 64 Sound Blaster Gold. I kept this thing forever. Now it's worth its weight in gold. Mm. I, anytime, anything that comes along with the cabling or mm. old cards, ISA, uh, ESA, Visa, all these old PC cards, power supplies. I've got hordes of hordes of boxes full of this stuff, and the the number one reason I keep them is because the second I ever get rid of any of this stuff, I need it. And mm. so I'm much like what he said. I keep everything. I just try to pile it somewhere where it's out of the way.
0: I throw stuff away all the time. Well, I don't (laughs) throw stuff away all the time, but a lot of like usually once a year I do a sweep and I sell tons of stuff and I throw away tons of stuff.
1: Or you force it it on me sometimes.
0: Yeah. And if it's if it's something that I think you would enjoy, then I force it upon you. Now, wait a minute. Um,
1: No, sometimes you just give me stuff you know I don't want. But what? you give it to me That's anyway. That's never
0: happened. Yeah, Orculous.
1: all the time. I'll just and you don't even tell me you're giving it to me. Hey, Aaron, <laughs> there's some crap in your car. What? Where did that come from? <laughs> Listen,
0: I've only done that five or six he times. He stops Let's by in
1: the dead of night and just drops stuff into my car. <laughs> Why
0: don't I lock that thing? <laughs> um, I would say probably twenty five percent of the time, uh, there's stuff that I, I wish that I had. But it's all stuff that is like easily replaceable through Amazon or eBay. So, uh, yeah, you know, for I money, just rebuy it when I want it. Yeah, listen, so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: invoke the name that's the king of hoarding crap. That's the Chud, the our Chud, good buddy yeah. Chad. Mm. This guy's got a big house, and he's got a big house on a big town on the other side of the tracks, and it's full of classic PC stuff. He's got cases. He's got power spots. He's got old floppy drives. He's got CD-ROMs. He's got cabling to beat the band. Old motherboards. Do you need a modem? He's got them. Do you need weird (laughs) interface cards? He's got them. He has everything. It's stored in the bowels of his house. I mean, Mm. literally. It's in Mm. the walls. It's in the attic. It's in weird closets behind (laughs) stairs. He's got tons of stuff. And I keep telling him, like, listen, you're sitting on a gold mine, pal. You know, mm-hmm. and of course the Charlie, the only thing that keeps him from making money is his lasery. He's too,
0: too lazy <laughs> to get this stuff out. It drives me bananas, but he's got tons of stuff. One of these days we'll have to get his permission to do a, you know how LGR and 8-bit guy, they they went to that huge uh, warehouse. Yeah. We should do like a tour of the Chuds yeah. abode.
1: Yeah. You No kidding. He'll never give you that permission, by the way. That will never happen.
0: <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um. Pajaco6502 asks, what is the one joystick or controller to rule them all? Well, what do you have to say about that? Because I've got one right here. I'm going to go with this bad boy right here. I know this is not a popular choice among the retro community, but the PS4 stick. Is the uh, ultimate in terms of flexibility because you know you've got the analog sticks, you've got a decent D-pad, you've got plenty of buttons. Even if you've got a weird thing that requires a mouse, you've got the touchpad there. That thing is an abomination.
1: Listen, here we go. I got. I'm gonna tell you something.
0: I got it right here. Now I don't have. I don't have my dead flesh
1: version. Yeah. But this is the Epix 500 XJ, the crown jewel of. Take it in, everybody. The crown jewel of joysticks. It's right here. Why do I have it at my near hand? Because I use it all the time. It's gold. Solid gold money. They never made a better joystick. Listen to that clicking. Hot clicking action, Boat. When it comes to your old school gamery, this is your bad boy. By the way, you'll notice there's no chew marks on this. Because anyone that would chew the top of their joystick is some sort of weird freak, Boat. Listen,
0: it's not rubber. I only <laughs> chew on rubber. That doesn't make me feel better, Boat. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Paul, aka Hermsky asks, have either of you ever mastered the Rubik's Cube? (laughs) Have you ever noticed? Have you seen us or seen the show? To ask that
1: question? No. We're (laughs) idiots. We don't know how to do that. I've taken the stickers off of them and put it in the right spot to look like King Dong. That's it.
0: It's funny. When I was a kid, you always saw Rubik's Cubes around, right? Like you'd go to people would have them in their backpacks.
1: No yeah. around. oh I thought said they were round. You're saying they no, no, They were, no. they were always
0: they were always around. Yes, okay, okay, gotcha. I never knew anybody that could solve them. Now, as a middle school teacher, when I go into the into the cafeteria after school to wait for the buses, all you see are rows and rows of kids that are solving these things in 2.2 seconds.
1: What a bunch of geeks. You mean kids are sitting around today and they're playing with these things in 2021?
0: Absolutely. Have they heard of a
1: game boy? Would Listen, you school
0: these kids,
1: for God's sakes?
0: The, it's it's all, and it's it's just another product of the internet where you can become an expert on anything by watching a YouTube video. Because I'm sure that a Rubik's Cube, for somebody other than myself who has no intelligence, you can figure out how to solve one of these things. And now everybody knows how to do it. So the, the cat's out of the bag. And now it's not, can you solve it? It's how fast can you solve
1: Listen, it? Listen, so. I've seen people, they oil them up. And it's like, go, they go like, and they solve it real quick. Mm -hmm. Like, they're King Dong. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm not impressed, okay? That thing's been out for decades, okay? Yes, you can solve a Rubik's Cube. Can I solve one? No, right? But to solve a Rubik's Cube in two seconds, that means this geek had to sit around for years alone in a room in his basement like a dork, sitting there screwing with his thing. Do you want to spend that much time working on a little handheld puzzle with the 80s? That's an indictment of how pathetic and lonely you are. I'm not buying it. Wow. Harsh That's words. right. I'm, hey, Harsh I'm calling it, like I see it. Go outside. The sun's out, kid. Go out and look at a girl. You know what I'm saying? Get out of there.
0: Flack says, as a child who was forced to eat spam and eggs, what kind of food did your grandparents prepare for you when you visited as a kid? My
1: granny had a uh, a a plethora of delicious food items, offerings. She made a great uh pot of spaghetti, but she also made me oatmeal. We've talked about that in the past. I loved her oatmeal, it was really good. Mm. She would also make like uh what do they call those things where it's like uh it's like peanut buttery, but it's got like a coconut in it, you know, like haystacks or whatever, or caramel, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. Those were mm. great. She made all sorts of candy and stuff. Granny's, my granny from back in the day, knew all the secrets of canning, you know, Mm -hmm. that stuff, uh, preserves, Mm -hmm. you know, all that jive that we don't know now. So all the food at Granny's was top shelf all the time.
0: Yeah, I, my, neither one of my, my grandmothers were uh, fans of cooking. They were the, not the stereotypical grandmothers. Uh, they, they were all, you know, They especially my grandmother on my mom's side. She was a career woman. She was in World War II. She was in the USO. She was doing other things besides learning how to cook at the homestead. Uh, and so uh, what I remember her doing was that I always got to eat as much cereal as I wanted over there. I was always cut off at home. After about you know five or six bowls, but at Grandma's house, five or six bowls. <laughs> Listen, I was a cereal fiend when You're I was a cereal a killer, literally. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and so I remember eating a lot of cereal over there, and that was the first time that I ate like sort of grown up cereal was yeah. over there. Like um, I'm trying to think about what a grown up cereal would be like. Grape nuts. The first time I ever had grape nuts was over there. So those are horrible, by the way. <laughs> they're they're not great. They're not you know. Great. My granny was
1: your quintessential stereotypical granny, all right? Big, crazy hair, like the kind of a moo- mooish sort of a deal. you know, mm-hmm. super nice, mm-hmm. offer you you know that candy that would stick to the bowl, all mm-hmm. the stuff that comedians use. she was like that, everything. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. loved her to death. She was great. Mm-hmm. she was great, and but she was one hell of a cook, and she was so handy. She could cook the, she could make you chocolate candy. She can make you cookies. She can make spaghetti. She could also go down and put coal in the furnace. She could do it all because they had to do it all back in those days because there weren't no one to do it for
0: them. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Jonah asks When going for a number two, is it best to first flush the chain and start afresh? Or should you just take the risk and go atop of anything that may lurk beneath? I think the toilet situation is different in the UK. We don't have the we
1: here. don't use the chain generally. Yeah. Although I have used the chain to pass. Listen, if you roll into the uh toile and there and the everything is not uh neutral as it should be, you flush. All right. You don't wanna you don't wanna listen, that's no good. Yeah. I don't wanna gross everybody out. But listen, you want a fresh situation. You don't want to go in there, and so that's no good. I don't know how it is over there, but yeah, get yeah, it. It might be a different
0: situation out. in the UK. I don't know yeah. what they're doing with their toilets. Now,
1: though. if you're in deep West Virginia, there's no flushing at all. There's no flushing at all. You roll into the outhouse, and there's just a hole. So you don't have to worry about who was there before or who's coming after. You just right. go to work. You get the heck out of there.
0: It's number one yeah, goal because there's probably spiders in there. And that's there
1: absolutely bad. are spiders.
0: Yeah. All right, and that's going to do it for Ask the Amigos for July 2021. So, uh, as always, we appreciate your questions. As anybody that supports any of our shows, you are welcome to join our Discord and post a question in the Ask the Amigos channel, and we will be back in August for another round. All right, we will see you then. Until then, adios. adios.